We're going now. Going where? You know. McDonald's? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're recording, Hector. <laughs> Never going back to Kane's. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so still no music. But we're getting there. We're putting more time and effort. As you might have noticed in the show notes, we have a Twitter feed and an official email for any of you, for anybody. By the way, welcome to Take Hunter. Good. <laughs> the second night of the Great American Bash recap today. How are yeah. your overall feelings about it? Now that we've seen the whole the whole two night event. Oh, it's been great. Like, yeah. uh, I wish this was an actual like three-hour takeover pay-per-view, but this is great. I enjoyed everything about it. Uh, like, 95% on point. Yeah. yeah the same. other 5% seemed to come from this night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of, like, eh, things about this night. So, yeah, we can get into it. I mean, we started off with uh, Candice and Mia, which are neither of our favorite women. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. because. But- one, Candace's outfit was great. Mm-hmm. And two, she was carrying this whole match, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, totally. she, looked, she looked amazing in this. She sold well. She was, uh, her offense was fantastic. And, oh, God damn it. I don't want to sound like I completely just bash on her all the time. But please, I don't want to see Mia unless she can actually sell now. <laughs> like, the moments where, you're, where she should have, like, so like the hits or whatever it was like nothing i was like though what's the point like candace is like selling your shit to the moon and you are like oh this is like a goya product i don't want to sell anymore like it was bad like me am was bad in this i'm glad uh the way it ended up candace won but like this is great candace should keep winning stay in this mode wear the same outfit for all her matches and she'll be great Mia Yim needs to go back, like, not be on TV, not get these, these, um, opportunities, because she's not, she's not either appreciating them, or she's not investing the time, because it felt like she completely dialed it in, and I was so pissed watching this match, because Candice was doing such a great match, and it could have been a fantastic match, with more effort from Mia's side. Yeah, I I mean, I totally agree, I'm not gonna, not going to, um, counteract any of that stuff she this has been like the complaint with her this whole time and she's just and she just hasn't gotten any better and i don't understand how she has a following um to plug that i'm not sure if you heard it yet but basics basics guide to women's wrestling went up this yesterday i think and we saw going into this match on tuesday they did a highlight on impact wrestling about rosemary and so uh-huh. Rosemary, a long time ago, had a rivalry with Mia Yim where they had, like, three or four hardcore matches. And so even those matches, like, Mia Yim was kind of eh, but those, this, these were years ago, so I understood why she had a little more why she had a following when she came here because she had already been established and she was doing, like, hardcore matches. So, okay, now I get why people have been behind her. But we've seen this time and time again from her. And, like, I mean, this match was okay. There was really only two big spots for me, and the two big spot, or at least one of the big spots, was old, was less than it could have been because the later one wasn't that good. And I'm talking about when they were on the craft table, when mm-hmm. Mia did the drop kick, should have been a suplex onto Mia. Mia should have taken that bump. Yeah. 
Um, and the only reason that it wasn't is because that would have been way bigger than the final one where she does the swinging neck breaker onto the the um, mountain of chairs. Like, it's just, it could have been so much more as a street fight, especially for this to be like the culmination of their of their rivalry. Yeah. And this is like Candace's kick off into being a heel rivalry. Like it just, yeah. I mean, Candace made, yeah, like, yeah. Everything he said was right. Candace made this match, and it's just. We don't need to keep harping on it. It, yeah, I don't know. I like felt bad for Candace because I felt like yeah, um, Mia should have gone through the table and the suplex, but when she did the drop kick, she didn't aim right, so she sent Candace further back out to like instead of landing on her back and cracking the table like evenly, yeah, she caught it at the end, but it's her hip. So I was like, that would have landed like even worse. Like she could have actually gotten injured, and I was like, I'm if like. Mia doesn't start focusing on this, she's gonna start getting called the Nia Jack. Because <laughs> I can see that happening from like the spots that she's done. I don't think they will. I think, I mean, I don't know why. She just has a big following. And, the and thing... also, if it's hardcore, her reputation is she should have been fantastic in this. Yeah. And, uh, ugh, but, uh, no. I was actually kind of hopeful. Like, again. We can just kind of shut on it and move on to the stuff that we like. But I was kind of hopeful during this because I don't know if you saw the actual episode, but during um, the commercial break afterwards, they they had picture in picture basically all night. Um, oh yeah, they sat there for forever. Like, yeah, Candace. So I was like, is this injured? Is this well? No, then, not not necessarily that because Candace left during the show still. Because jo- Johnny came and got her. Yeah. But and then, I was like, oh, they should have kept that part in the replay. Uh huh. But then she just sat there, like yeah. Just, well, and they're all cheering for her, so I was like, is this her send-off? Do we never see Mia again, please? <laughs> but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case, especially now seeing who is in charge of it. Like, at least who's the big draw of this company. Yeah. I don't see it happening, which is like... I got I got hopeful for a while, but it's probably not going to be the case. Um, yeah, I guess we can move on from there. So yeah, we had a... Uh, a spot where it was like a replay of um, Leon Ruff getting beat up by Tony Nice. Uh, and Thick Boy came to his rescue. This That's was right. last week as a dark match. And so they ended up having a match this week. And I surprisingly really liked this match. Um, both of them really impressed me. And I think they're different. They're like the way that they had two different styles really worked together. Um, nice did a really good job of like moving around and jumping on like his high flying and stuff like that and staying away from thick boys offense. And then eventually he just crushed him and used his size, which was awesome. Like it's, it was cool, but he, like, he's a whole other person over Tony. Deese. Like <laughs> Tony Deese is wrestling on two five live. Thick boy is 350 pounds. Like there's no way you're going to end up beating that guy. But I really did enjoy this match and I thought they had really good chemistry. I hope they, if they don't have another match at some point in time, like, I want to see more from these guys after this match for sure. Yeah, like I, uh, I really enjoyed this match too because it played off of the whole like, aspect where like Nice is like the fate and like this god looking guy, and then he like kept making fun of thick boy size and shit. Like, oh, I can't see your abs or whatever. Yeah. But I did like uh, how Mar or it was a Maro, but I forgot what his name is. Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips, where he's all like, it's a choice to be whatever you want, either. But it's a powder keg versus a six pack, and <laughs> and then like Beth Fallers are like, yeah, that that powder keg just sent on on him. Like <laughs> it, it was great. Like uh, the good commentary, 
I really enjoyed the match. I'm glad Thick Boy got another win because he needs to keep going up because he's great. Like I want to see more of him, especially now that again, who's in charge of a uh, of uh, of NXT currently? So yeah, yeah I more of this, and I wouldn't mind seeing a couple more matches of them. So I haven't been the biggest fan of his. I mean, I'll admit that, but this match finally showed like. When he has good chemistry, he can he can be really on. And when he had when he fought like Cameron Grimes was a good match too. Um, so we've seen him be good. It's just like he was wasting away for a while, and then the Carrion Cross thing was like nothing for him because it was just a showcase for Carrion. So yeah, I yeah I hope we see more of him and and in more like diverse matches. Um, because that's what I really like to see. Like we've talked about Riddle here, how his matches always seem to be different, and I want to see that more with. More of a, with more of the wrestlers here for sure. Um, then we had our backstage segment with Robert Stone, and that guy just cannot catch a break. I just want to bring it up because we love the Robert Stone brand here. And I actually heard a theory, and I'm not sure if you've heard this, but Robert Stone is the Tony Khan to um, Brody Lee's Vince McMahon. I think. No way. It, Seriously. Well, when I read That's the description, like it sounded funny. right because he's always going trying to sign people, right? And then, like, he's always, like, for a while, when he first started showing up, he was talking about, like, statistics and analytics and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's, like, always in his suits. Um, so, yeah, like, he, he's supposed to be, like, I think a weenie wimp down version of Tony Khan. And it, if that's the case, like, that's so much better than what Brody Lee is doing with, with his Vince McMahon impression. I, I think, anyway. But I, I was really just laughing because we finally got to shoot see Shotzi. And what happened is Robert Stone was going to sign Shotzi ends up getting upset that she doesn't want to be with him. Like, nobody like, nobody other than Aaliyah wants to be with him. Throws his coffee. Um, Killian Dane beats the crap out of him because he's the one that got hit with his coffee. And when she drove over, then Shotzi drives over his leg with her little tank and leaves it there. And as soon as she runs over him, his quote where he's like, I'm dying! I, I was dying, dude. Like, it was so funny. I, like... When he first appeared with Chelsea Green, I was like, you can go back and listen on the podcast and where I was like just downing it, but man, this this guy is amazing. He's he should get like Steen's uh, like a scene stealer at the end of the year or whatever for NXT <laughs> he's just so dedicated to everything he's doing and and it's well deserved. Like I love him, like the crowd scenes the crap one we gotta talk about the freaking fans again. Oh yeah, whatever. we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, he's fantastic. I'm glad Aaliyah's partnered up with him because she's actually getting more time viewed because of him too. Um, but yeah, all around great work. Messed out something again with Rhea, but like, forget it. Like they're just fine on their own. As yeah. long as they get their airtime, they'll be great. Yeah, I mean they could have been better, but yeah, exactly. Like, um, as long as as long as they're on TV, I think at least him for sure is gonna make sure that they they're entertaining. Um, Aaliyah is still yet to be seen in my opinion, but, cause she's just kind of a side piece for now. Um, I wanted to make a comment that what the hell was with the commercial breaks during segments? Because whole entire Undisputed Era showed up with Adam Cole. And I don't know if it was like a pre-taped segment or anything like that, but even Kyle was there. And yeah, hopefully that, like that wasn't really the case because I wouldn't, I Especially with the way this shit's going down in Florida, I don't want him to be risking his health. Or at least um, he was like locked into a room or something. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if the, it's like this is what, when I saw that, I was like, uh, this is a bad sign for Undisputed. Like, 
Just just once I saw that too, I knew that this night was not going to end well for them. Um, but yeah, I wanted to hear what they were talking about. Like they were all talking into the camera, and they've been one of the best parts of this whole thing for the last month, and we didn't get to hear any of that stuff. Yeah. Like it was it was really 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 bad timing in the commercial. Like they could have done the whole like just. Mountain Dew ads on the top and bottom of the screen, like how you when you watch uh, soccer, it's just a banner in the back continuously. That's not annoying. I still get a watch, and you still get your ad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I was annoyed by that, but obviously I'm an undisputed mark, so I was gonna be annoyed by that no matter what. Um, so then we actually got another pretty good match, but which was Gargano and Swerve. It's honest, like, this match reminded me of a regular show episode. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that show, but every episode starts off with them, like, cleaning up the park and doing something super boring, and then just rockets up to where they're in space within, like, five minutes, doing, like, the craziest shit. And so, like, where they were all, like, jumping, and or when they were all just kind of mat wrestling with each other and, like, holding down Swerve, like, it was... And to me, and then right away they just rocketed up to eleven, and they're jumping over like outside the ring. That little like flurry where they weren't hitting each other, they were just kind of avoiding each other's marks. Yeah, was cool. I really liked that. Um, Swerve went full Eddie Gordo with a few of his moves, which was cool. I I yeah, enjoyed it. I, I I just with this one, I don't know where um the whole story that they're trying to do with Gargano and Candice both trying to become champions at the same time. I don't see where that fits because we have Lee, we have Cole, we have Cross, we have Beller, we have Grimes, and all those guys are way more interesting than Johnny Gargano to me. Candace can become champion at some point soon, but I don't think that Gargano is anywhere near getting one of those belts. Yeah, and I think maybe that is going to play into the storyline where because she's not bringing it up, he keeps bringing it up. Oh, okay. And, and we're like, Maybe Candace becomes the belt, and she just gets frustrated with him. Like they're gonna be heels, and he just becomes a super annoying heel. And like, no, I got mine. Where's yours? <laughs> oh, you don't have a you don't have a belt. You can't come home tonight. Like I can see <laughs> I'm it pulling playing my that way. way. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'm just glad like uh, Swar- Swerve's getting got some airtime. Um, and Gargano too. Like I. I know he's not in the picture for anything, but also I don't want people to forget. Like he's extremely talented. Yeah, and and also please don't take him away, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing is he's he is super talented and he's put on some of the best matches here, obviously that we've seen in NXT. And so it's cool for him to be able to t- like to be able to have the humility to take that backseat on the mid card because of the other people who are ahead of him right now. But it, like just his storyline right now doesn't isn't doing much for him. I don't think uh, at least in, like unless they can start working something more interesting like that in. But yeah, I, that's why I just I don't see where it goes from here. And I was, it was just kind of settling in in the match. Like yeah, he's such a good worker, but what happens now? Yeah, I w- I'm I'm wondering what's going on because we also haven't seen Tommaso, but Tommaso is freaking. If you if anybody follows him on his Instagram account, like. The workouts he keeps doing is like his back and neck are jacked now, like more than ever, which is great because I don't want I don't want him to get injured. But like he looks horrifying. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day. Just like walk, I mean, just walking, wrestling pops in my head all day. And so I was thinking, man, if Cross gets that belt, 
I would love to see Champa come back and get his redemption on Karrion Cross. Like that. Um, yeah. That's the way you. And I like Karrion Cross doesn't seem like a Triple H hire or like a Triple H project. He seems like a Vince project. So yeah. Karrion Cross coming in, beating up, getting the like getting the title way too Knowing quick. Knowing the business. Yeah, getting the title way too quick, and then Champa coming back and getting his redemption against Karrion Cross after the way he was dominated, like. That would make that dominated that that performance where he was dominated worth it because it would be like that Rhea Charlotte thing where he got set back set backpacking and showed that he needs to he needs to step it up and then he does like that would be yeah. really cool for his storyline. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love it if that happens and then Karrion moves on to the one of the other two shows. Yeah, and that so would like, be you came you came and visit. Cool, you're good. Whatever, I know what you're planning. Hopefully, it ends up being really good. But bye, bye, bye. Like I, we have, we have our people that we want to enjoy and get developed because <laughs> I know it's a big signing that you that they wanted to get. So yeah, and that would be a better way for him to get his belt back, I think, than like the way that it would have happened if he just took it off a of Cole, mm-hmm. where instead of just kind of here's my belt back, now he like proved that he had to go back and fight for it. Yeah. Um, I I think it would be cool, especially for someone that like he's never really interacted with, and then like how you said, he just got destroyed. Yeah. Um, so then after that, we had the, the six man tag team match and I didn't see much of this one. I've only seen highlights of it. So you're going to have to carry the weight on this one between Legado and Drake Maverick versus Bazango. So go ahead. I'll let you, I'll let you take it from here. Well, like there's five amazing people on this. <laughs> like that's so hard to one. Okay. One, uh, Legario the Fantasma is freaking amazing when they come out. Also, Mendoza, like, went and got, like, he's not, like, trim, but he went and got bigger. Like, when he came out, I was like, whoa, I remember him being a lot thinner. But yeah. he, like, gained weight, but it's all, like, muscle in his upper arms and shoulders. I was like, oh, damn. Like, he, he made sure to, like, no, 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 these are my boys. We're going to tear up some people. <laughs> um, and so it was good to see that. Walking then, Wild looked really good, too. Right? Yeah. Um, but freaking the entrance from freaking Brizango, always doing it. So it it looks like they just filmed out here in Arizona with the cactus, <laughs> and and then they come out and they have Lucha, Luchador masks on, and I just couldn't stop laughing. And then they take it off because then they have to like support Drake Maverick. But whatever. But even just that little moment, it's like no matter what they do or they're trying to help out, they don't lose who they are, which is fantastic. Um. So but I looked it up was... after we were talking about it last time. Brazango's uh-huh. 250, dude. The rest of these guys are all cruiserweights. I told you he was way bigger than the rest of them. <laughs> well, like what? No, Tyler Breeze is what, 205 or like 200, right? Yeah, he's got to be around 205. Yeah, so he's Fand- at least yeah, but, 50 pounds heavier but, than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, but Fandango, yeah, he's he's heavier than that. Um, But yeah, but, uh, God damn it, I didn't want them to lose. Um... <laughs> It was really good. Drake Maverick was just pretty much trying to sell, like, oh, I want, I want, uh, uh, why can't I remember his name? Escobar. Escobar, yeah. It's so weird saying that to me. Yeah. Um, he wanted Escobar's, like, I'm going to start the match, whatever, and Escobar's just laughing in, on the corner. He's like, whatever, I don't care. Uh, ends up being Fandango starting the match with, uh, I think it was Walking Wild. And they look fantastic just going back and forth and, doing uh, snap mirrors back and forth with each other. Uh, 
I, it's so hard for me because I want to like talk about all these spots and are great, but I like every single wrestler in this, even Drake Maverick's stupid freaking thing. <laughs> um, but they were outside the ring going back and forth. The oh, the lucha combo between uh all of Legario versus against Tyler Breeze when they jumped back and forth, all three of them together. And yeah, just, that was fantastic. That was beautifully done. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this match. I it sucks that this had to go down for Brizango because they should be winning and not taking these losses, even though they're the good guys trying to help out. But I'm also glad that Legado de Fantasma hasn't lost, and I don't want to see them lose for a while because we need another dominant stable in NXT because you know a, a lot of people have been losing the gold lately because <laughs> the other ones' days might be numbered. Yeah. Oh. Those that uh, those armbands are super cool. I will. I'm like right? now. I gotta have my undisputed one on the right and my legado one on the left uh, during Wednesdays. Coin. Just make a coin. Make a twenty dollar <laughs> gold coin, and I will buy one with yeah. that emblem on it. That'll be great. Yeah. Though. Um. Yeah. I mean, from what I saw, and I do need to go back and watch the full thing, but I saw like an extended highlights of it, uh, and I really enjoyed it too. I like even Dango got in there with his with that springboard off where he um. Oh, he did yeah. that flip. I don't even remember what it was on to everybody on the outside. That was rad. Um, yeah, the Drake thing, I really hope it's done. It doesn't seem like it's going to be, though. It seems like they're going to have at least one more match. And it's just the way that they were teasing Swerve versus, or like Swerve having a win over Santos during the um, tournament. Like, Santos needs to move on to, to, to more impressive matches, basically. And it's not that Drake can't isn't a good worker he's just not at at that level where he can put on like these i don't want to say five-star matches because i hate saying that shit but it's not at the level where he can put on these like great matches over and over and over again his matches are what they are like they're david versus goliath and sometimes david wins and that's fine but they're nothing it's nothing that's gonna make santos and the company better in my opinion yeah like his matches are like like grit your teeth and keep going like matches which is cool. Like I, I enjoy them, especially during the tournament. But I go, yeah. Like I would love to see Swerve go against Santos and just be like, remember, I got one over you. No one else did. Like, yeah, that would be like a nice thing to to uh, come back around to and probably have like a three match thing. Um, and also I want to see Joaquin Wild and Mendoza like go for the tag team titles now. Mm-hmm. Like they looked fantastic out there. What whatever they were doing when. They were being kidnapped and brainwashed or whatever. Like, it's great and it's good to see that they've done well. So yeah, Santos Winter Winter soldiered them or some shit because they're exactly. way better than we've seen them before. Well, Joaquin's yeah. always been good. He's just kind of like never had anything going for him, and this this works for him at least for me anyway. Yeah, he probably like took him to Juarez. Like, I want you to climb these hills all day <laughs> long and then see where you're at in the week. <laughs> <laughs> and then before we get to the real ma- to the the main event. Um, we had a match between Santana Garrett and Glacier. I mean, um, uh, Mercedes Martinez. They've been teasing her forever. She comes out in a retired costume of, I don't know if you saw in the 90s WCW, Glacier. They they did the same kind of thing where they teased him for like two months and then he finally showed up looking like a Mortal Kombat character because it was the height of the 90s and there was Mortal Kombat around. Yeah. So the costume doesn't work here. The match didn't work for me. It was just boring. Like, Santana got jobbed out again. 
even though she got a couple spots in and like the brooding slowness of Mercedes Martinez just was not something that we'd been was not worth the build up for the last what month maybe Two maybe months? even longer yeah i mean yeah uh, so i like glacier it took me a minute to remember that reference <laughs> um but i was like you mean Brody Lee? Like, isn't that Brody Lee's outfit? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I was so pissed because Santana Garrett comes out, and I was like, I love her. Like, uh, I feel bad that like she gets dropped out, um, but like her outfit's great, her attitude's fantastic, and she keeps getting better and better every time we see her. And I go, at this point, she doesn't deserve to be jobbed out or like at the bottom of the barrel like she should be in the mix like she should be like in the mix with like Shotzi, Tegan, Dakota and stuff. At least in that mid card for sure. Yeah just to get her involved she deserves that because she's very talented Um, and in this I was like cool it comes out and then it's Mercedes with her. I was like one she took Brody Lee's jacket two she got leftover music from carrying Cross and Scarlet. (laughs) Scarlet didn't come out I was like so bored watching her come out and I was like I go we lost Conti for this um because oh, whatever another the podcast you can listen to but her Latina thing or whatever I thought she had gone to at least work out to get better and be even uh, more of a threat than she's been gone no she looked the same she kind of looked worse I was like what were you doing? You and I just, oh, uh, yeah, it was very. I, I was just so, so upset about this, and more so for the fact that Garrett just like was jobbed out for no reason. It could have been somebody else. It didn't have to be her. Yeah, so. yeah. They have other performance center talent. Like who's the women equivalent of Leon Ruff? They could have brought someone else to be a showcase for Mercedes. Oh, they could have brought out freaking. Uh, what is it, Sincara's partner that he had for like a little bit? Carolina. Carolina, yeah. Yeah. And just have her. At least she gets airtime, even though she's gonna get dropped out. Yeah, and then but she could she, like but... fly around a little bit more too to kind of stay away from a Mercedes and make Mercedes look like a little more of a threat for sure. Yeah. Uh, I actually, for a moment, I thought Garrett was gonna win when she, uh, when she jumped off the ropes and like uh slammed uh Mercedes into the mat. And it's like, oh, maybe they're going to flip the script on this and just be like, well, you know, it took you two months. Whatever, <laughs> you're going to lose on your first thing. But no, yeah, I'm, this is this is part of the 5% that I was talking about. It's just, it was so disappointing for, for Garrett because I think she would do really, really well if they gave her more time. I want to see somebody who gets a build like that and then just loses. <laughs> like, that yeah. would be awesome. And that would have been cool for her because I'm like, I don't even want to, I, don't even necessarily want to like dog on her because I honestly don't even think it's worth the time. Like at least Mia has potential and Mia has a fan base that like, she's going to keep getting shoved down our throats. But like, there was none of that for Mercedes in, in the um, young class. Garrett had more. Yeah. Well, that was because it's a shilly audience, which we'll get into for the next, in the next segment. But so like, they were obviously going to be cheering for the baby face and like building that story. But it's just like there's no even if we had a a full uh, like a crowd there, I don't think that we would be hearing much for Mercedes, and that yeah. would be 
pretty sad considering this was supposed to be a big event. Like I told you about the time we went to go see um, WWE in Phoenix, where Naya came out and she like sucker or she dropped somebody right before a commercial break, and when we when we went back to go watch it, they pumped in crowd noise because when we were there, she left to silence. Like it wasn't booze, <laughs> it wasn't like cheers or anything like that. Like nobody cared, and that's what Mercedes kind of did for me. Like I I honestly don't even care. She doesn't even get that reaction. Like she doesn't even get that heat for me where I don't want to see her necessarily. It's just yeah. like rolling my eyes. Can we move on to the next segment already? Jeez, but. Yeah, so we can move on, I guess. <laughs> Just like yes, <laughs> we can move on do. to our next segment. Um, this main event was insane and in everything that it was supposed to be. But before we get into the great part of it and actually like talk about how much we loved it, because I think you're in agreement with me there. <laughs> um, we do need to talk about this crowd and how much they suck. They... For the promos all night and the last two weeks, they've done such a good job of building this into a prize fight where you don't yeah. know who's going to win. Lee or Cole, Lee or Cole. Cole like, is so much smaller than Lee, but he's been the champion for so long and finds ways to win. And you have yes. like Foley and McIntyre and Michaels and all of them say, like, going back and forth saying, well, of course you're not going to be able to stop Keith Lee, but uh, Adam Cole knows Mark how Henry to win. too was great when he, when he was doing it too. He yeah. He's like, he's been for 400 some odd days the champ Adam Cole. But I was like, freaking, when he said, he's like, Keith Lee, like, acts like a cruiserweight sometimes, but hits like a Mack truck. I was like, oh, he is. Yeah, and so, like, they did the great, they did all the work of building this up to be a prize fight. And then Undisputed Eras hit, Undisputed Music Eras hit, Adam Cole reaches that curtain, and there's rain down booze. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? In fights of this magnitude, no matter where you are, UFC, boxing, everywhere, you're never going to hear that much of a unison against anybody. Because even the person who's a piece of shit coming out to fight as the champion is going to get crowd support. And we've talked about this on here before. Undisputed is beloved. Like, you should... And yeah, sure, there was people saying the baby behind him, but there wasn't anybody cheering for him. It was just nothing but booze, and it was so frustrating to me. Like, it wasn't... Yeah, in prize fights, like, you know, like... Yeah, it can go up in the air or whatever, but there's still respect for each fighter. And, like, I felt like that was lost in this. So I was like... I'm like I'm glad Keith Lee got such a high like high kick from the like the crowd, but I go, but that sucks for Adam Cole. He has been the champ. You have to respect that. Like for over four hundred days, which is insane. Yeah, like um, Lee's Lee's entrance to me even helped to that environment because like he was kind of even like he even looked. That was the only time I've ever seen him look unsure of himself necessarily. Like he was even like I don't know if if when he was there he wasn't. He was starting to focus, and that's the only time we've ever really seen Keith Lee need to do that because he's always just all smiles. And so for them to just take that out of, like, that chilly crowd, just take all that energy out of that buildup just pissed me off so bad. Yeah, and I'm going to reference, too, in the Swerve and Gargano match that whoever the hell that one guy is that got them, like, just starts yelling, Johnny, you suck, super yeah. loud, and then gets them to chant Johnny sucks. I was like, really, dude? Like, even in, like, in another crowd, too, it, there would be people cheering for Johnny, and it'd be, 
It'd be like uh, Johnny Wrestling, and then it would Swerve's house would be going back and forth and chant. They don't do that, which is like you have tapes of this. Just do what the crowd would normally do. It's not difficult. It's oh, this oh. isn't Raw. This isn't SmackDown. Vince isn't running the show here. You can do things like you know how to do these things. The crowd has shown you how to do these things. How many indie shows have all of you losers been in because you're obviously not on any of these shows? Like. You know what is up. Fucking show up. Yes, very true. <laughs> but it honestly, like, as much as <laughs> the crowd be damned, these guys put on what's going to go down is probably the match of the year, I think. It, God, I wish COVID wasn't happening. Because this, this was an, an unbelievable match. That should have been on a takeover. Actually, this should not have been on a takeover. This is what you would call like a WrestleMania moment. Like this is how good this match was, and that's where it should have belonged. It belonged. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we got to see it. Didn't I like it? At least we got to see it, and not ruined. Um, but holy cow, the best way I can describe this in my head is is Keith Lee is Vegeta. And and Adam Cole, uh, and Adam Cole is like a Dragon Ball Z villain that like Goku's not around, (laughs) that just doesn't die. And Vegeta just like like is getting beat up. He's getting he's just bleeding out of his mouth, and he like still gets up and grits his teeth because he's a prince. And he's like, and in the back of his head, he's like, I know I'm better than Goku, and I will surpass him. And this is what (laughs) happened in this. I I it was just amazing. I wish I could have been there. Like I would have told the crowd to shut the fuck up and just let me enjoy it. It was so good, and that's credit to both of them and Adam Cole. I I like if I, I believe if it was anybody else, they would just give in to the to the way of how uh, Keith Lee is and how built he is. But Adam Cole didn't give up at all. Um, which man, I I made me think at one point was like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna win both belts. Like, yeah, that, that's how you, that's how you have a great price fight. Like, you have no idea who's gonna do it, and they did a fantastic job. Foley did a good job foreshadowing. I think where he was like, if if the match ends early, it's gonna be Lee, but if not, Cole has the advantage. And like they told that story to a T, where like from that knuckle lock where he was just dominating him and pulling it like he yanked him back into the ring just showing i'm gonna dominate you and lifted him like with the, off of his arm he like lee was dominant from the beginning right up until that point where he tried to do like he got a little cocky tried to do that barricade pounce and then adam cole just jumped all over it and then even then lee was able to take back over because that was where i think in between that is where he did the that deadlift superplex that um the struggleplex yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was really cool. It wasn't as impressive as curling fucking Johnny Gargano with one arm, I one think. One arm. Yeah, but it still looked insane. Like the impact of them was just, uh, was just insane. And when he did that moonsault, scared the shit out of me, dude. He looked like he barely made it. Yeah, um, I actually thought he was gonna go one rope higher to do it, mm-hmm. but I go when they replayed it again from a different angle. I was like, oh, okay. Because I was like, maybe he didn't hit it. But no, he landed on, on Cole perfectly. Yeah, he landed um, on him perfectly. Like, in the replay is where it looks scary. Like, it could have yeah. gone south fast. Um, the, jeez. Oh, and then when, uh, when his neck 
when Cole's ne- when he landed. Oh yeah! Neck, oh my that god! That was scary. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me too. Um, yeah, because that was when he had started like getting desperate and doing all those like kicking combinations, and then yeah, and then Lee was like, "Nope, I'm gonna stop your momentum right here." And oh man, that that, that landed. Larry, it, oh, was insane yeah, yeah when um, I, I saw that i was just like oh my god i mean i these are all pre-recorded so we knew that nothing like serious like happened, something yeah. serious happened but oh my god i wonder if they had if they stopped it there when they were taping and like gave him a break or something because that looked rough one one of the coolest aspects of this match to me it might not seem like a big deal in the long run but it was the fact that Cole had the advantage and Keith Lee was on the ground and he was on all fours and Cole was ready to do the last shot and pulled down his knee cover uh-huh. and you just see Keith Lee reach yeah. out and just stops him. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> yeah, they kept He's doing that throughout the match and I really liked that too because yeah, nobody else would do that. Like these The spots that they went back and forth with I don't think would have worked with any other competitors. Or any other, like, st- at least definitely no no other storylines at this time. And, st- like, when, I mean, yeah, Cole has been champion for so long. He, find way- he finds ways to win. And towards the end there, when he was going on that flurry of offense where he did, like, oh, kick yeah. after kick after kick, um, I think he did two last shots. And then when he was going for that last uh, Panama, Panama, Sunrise. Panama Sunrise, he, um, this was the one... Thing that I didn't necessarily like about the match, but it only worked because it was like it was my least favorite part about the match was the ending. But it and it only worked because it was Keith Lee. Like nobody else gets out of that that barrage of an offense. But when he picked it, like when he got out of it, did the spirit bomb, and then the Big Bang catastrophe. Like yeah. again, it only works because it's Keith Lee, and he like his desperation allows for that that impactful of offense that can end a match like just there. But it was kind of like, it seemed kind of like a rushed ending to me. It was, it didn't feel earned necessarily other than that the match was great in its entirety. The, yeah. the ending was just. Like it still needed a little, like one more thing just to finish Yeah, it and I, I feel like if it was a takeover, they definitely would have had a little more time for like Keith Lee to build into that. But yeah. even then, even then, like the way that it ended, again, just it being my least favorite part, it was still probably my, it was still, I liked it more than almost any other parts of any other uh, matches throughout the night for sure but yeah uh, that was matches just so good i can't say enough good things about how well they did yeah in the panama sunrise the first one that when cole was trying to come back mm-hmm. that was done beautifully yeah. like it was i was like they could just kept spinning in the air like two more times and then, <laughs> and like it was just great i was like I, I go that just shows how well you trust the people you work with but also like their dedication to their craft because if it was anybody else, it, I believe it it, w- it wouldn't have been as good. And I go, this is what you can have on the other two programs, and you have people like this. Use them. Yeah. Don't take these guys and ruin them. <laughs> nope, they're gonna go I get just used. Kept thinking, like you see, you see Keith Lee at the end with the belts, like just like hanging from them. I, I, oh, in my head, I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is fantastic. This is great. And then I go, shit, Vince is watching this. He's going to take him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I was thinking he's going to take, like, no, like, Cole, my, but Cole, don't leave me. Leave me. But 
uh, at least I think those fear, both of our fears with either of these guys leaving can be set aside for now. Um, cause I don't think Lee's going anywhere. That being, well, we can get to the sign off in a second, but, um, cause he, uh, Triple H loves him. And then Triple yeah. H also had a post with Adam Cole saying like, oh, he's not going anywhere. Like this is just the, I mean, even though like this is the end of his championship reign, he's still just getting started here. So I really hope that the deal that Cole signed keeps him in NXT. And I don't know what this means for Undisputed Era, but this seems like a chapter closing on mm-hmm. on something, and now we get to see where it kind of goes from here. Oh, and, and this match was so good that I, I'm forgetting to bring up the fact that uh, as Keith Lee celebrated with confetti blasting from all over the place, that looked, that looked dope to me, because I was like, Oh, it's kind of like the when you win in Japan. Um, above them all is Scarlet and Carrying Cross watching. Like, okay, so this is who we have to go for now. Yeah. Um, which I I th- actually thought was pretty well done. Um, I just wish Carrying didn't linger as long as he did. But yeah, nitpick on that one. See, I I honestly hated that because it's a cool shot. And I like the shot looked great. I I'd never be like I or I won't say anything bad about that. But they should have pocketed it for a promo whenever it is finally Lee and Cross. We already know that that's what it's leading to. Like nobody else is gonna stand in the way of Cross now. Cross had that showcase with Thick Boy. Like this is what's going to happen, and you've been pretty obvious in foreshadowing that. You don't need to heavily handedly do that in Keith Lee's moment. Keith Lee has been building to this since Survivor Series. Well, since before that, like, since he yeah. showed up here, he's been building that. But since he's been getting his push since Survivor Series, reinforced at Royal Rumble, reinforced when he got North American Championship off of Roddy, and now, like, this is his moment. For them to take away from that for a flavor of the month, who is probably going to be on the main roster by the end of the year, or, like, on the other shows by the end of the year, is just really disrespectful to me. And I didn't... I, that was why I didn't like it. Like, they've been... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yes, what I'm saying is basically all I want to say <laughs> is that it, it's disrespectful and I don't like it because you, again, you don't have to heavily handedly, heavy handedly do that to us. You've already been foreshadowing this enough. Yeah. And yeah, if you want that shot, take it, but you don't have to shove it in our face until the promo when these guys are actually and so like, fight. oh, we've been watching you the whole time. Exactly. Like that, like that's when you, that's when you show that and show them looking on him winning and like, okay, this is where, this is how we get our belt down. You don't have to show it in this moment because this is Lee's moment and you're just taking away from that. Um, one cool thing. I don't know if you caught it. I can't remember what movie it's from and I've been racking my brain over it is when Keith Lee is on the ropes and he's all like, I must break it. <laughs> And I go, is that Conan or is that Rocky Four Russian Drago? Uh, it's Rocky. It was Rocky, because <laughs> it's Great American Bash. It had to be Rocky. And I, I, I was like, I was like, I know it's familiar, but I was like, I my brain went instantly to Rocky, but I was like, no, it kind of is tone might could have been Conan. I don't know, but well, I, I mean, just loved it. Like I must break him. <laughs> I don't know why you're quoting the Russian when you're at the Great American <laughs> Bash. <laughs> But whatever that uh, it was, yeah, that was a cool little moment. Um, yeah, like the celebration was cool too, and just seeing all the shots since then. Like you, you talked about it before we got on recording with Daija on his back. Yeah. Um, even like the shots with Mia there, 
And then I don't know if you saw Swerve's comment where he posted a picture of him with all the confetti uh, mm-hmm. with, the, with the caption, this isn't even his final form. It was oh. really cool. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that one. I saw Zaylee's because she was like in front of him, but she's so tiny. With the bells, like, <laughs> I didn't see that. Side. That's funny. Uh, yeah, and she's been there. Like, she's always in the audience there. That's cool. It just seemed like such a celebration of NXT. Yeah. And, like, again, so that shot like, still takes away from that, I think. At least, like, if you're closing this chapter and moving on to this, and, like, this, the next chapter is going to be the Carry and Cross chapter, let that happen. You don't have to force it now. Um, but, yeah, like, it was just a really fun moment, and this match was incredible. I, again, I think it's definitely going to be the match of the year. I don't see anybody topping it unless Ciampa comes back at TakeOver, like, before the end of the year and takes that off of Carry and Cross. But even then... That'll be a grudge match. I don't think that'll be quite like the I don't know, I guess just the the two forces move like meeting each other at this point. Well, yeah, the, the, like this match both, was like freaking planet destroyers like Yeah. Uh, it... Like nobody's going to have that title as long as Cole did uh to the end of the year for damn sure because there's not enough days for the rest of the year. And yeah. then like nobody's going to have the push that Keith Lee had built building into it until going into it so yeah yeah i mean i am anxious to see what we'll see for the rest of the year but this is definitely my match of the year so far like i'm i would love to see keith lee keep the belt all the way till survivor series because i would just love to see him like go against some of the big men that are in the other rosters and like oh, all right part two and i'm not gonna lose this time <laughs> just take him out um god yeah this i'll probably watch the match again tomorrow <laughs> I it, wonder, it, it's just so good it's so good yeah i wonder how they're gonna do it now if he's gonna like well i'll, I'll face you for this belt and i'll face you for this belt or how they're gonna do the double champion in, in nxt we we don't know um and as of next week as of next sunday we might have three double champions in this company oh whatever for the first time ever which would be cool it'd be cool but it would mean that one of my uh my wrestlers that I like would lose her belt. Uh, um, yeah, so that's it for this week. We can kind of give our previews. We already talked about Grimes and Priest, which got pushed off because um, we had to get Mercedes and, and Nice and Thick Boy, which Nice and Thick Boy was good. Mercedes was not. Um, but yeah, so we, we'll keep those same predictions. We both think Grimes is going to win, especially because yeah. you hate Priest. Um <laughs> After that promo, I I might be wanting to reverse my prediction, but I love Grimes so much there. Yeah, I, Grimes is fantastic. Nah, I, I think that's going to be the case. <laughs> Being the number one contender, contender against Keith Lee just seems so perfect. Like <laughs> I want to see him going in all cocky into that match and just get fucking stomped. <laughs> like Keith Lee doesn't do a cave-in on him right away or something like that. It would be really funny for him to just get smacked in the mouth that way. Yeah, and I can see Grimes like uh, like getting pinned. And he's all like, "We'll call it a draw." Like the Black Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> or like Grimes goes up to do a cave in, and then uh, Keith Lee just spirit bombs him right from there, and it's over. <laughs> and like Grimes has to get pulled out of the ring or something. We see him like a week later. He still doesn't even know who he is, or he comes out as like a sophisticated guy because he's got a new like he doesn't even remember who he is anymore. He got hit that hard. Um, he has like a top hat and a cane yeah, and stuff. Like, yeah, like the, the, the same hat he has right now, but like instead of having just a vest and being like a mountain man, he has like a suit on and, and a cane. Yeah, like that would be perfect. Just something weird like that I think would be good for Grimes at this point. 
Um, so I, I do want to see him win that match. So we'll see. That Knox and Shirai promo was really good and really built it up, built up this match to, to make me more excited. Like it did its job. It made me more excited than I was originally. Uh, yeah, and I uh I can't remember who is it was it Liz or Claire that was saying that like uh Eo should always do her her promos underwater from now on. I didn't see that. <laughs> I was like not paying attention to the chat, but yeah, that 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 was why I like that. It looked so cool. It's it so reminded good, me yeah. of like a Final Fantasy, uh, like a cutscene or something like that. Like yeah, the ones, was... the ones that start off the game before you ever actually play it. Like it's on yeah. the just, it's just on the menu screen. That's what it reminded me of. Um, Eo. Well, yeah, Eo's gonna win this easily, or not easily, but it would be. It's gonna be a good match. But yeah, this promo was good. That's my prediction. Sticking to it. Go Japanese train signals and go Eva suit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the same. Shirai shouldn't lose that belt yet. There's no one, unless Shotzi's going to build up to take to take it off of her, there's nobody that I see. Um, or Shayna's going to come back. There's no one I see that should take that belt off of her right now. There's nobody that's earned it. Um, what are the, Do we know of any other matches that we have that are coming out next week? Those are the only two that I, that I know of. And I think next week's going to be promo heavy, which is cool because we, we got to hear what's going to happen from Lee, who's going to step up to challenge him. Yeah. Um, we have to hear where Undisputed goes from here, and I'm sure we're going to hear from Karrion, So Prophecy ender! Uh, <laughs> Nox and Shirai will probably main event. Grimes and Priest will probably kick it off, and we'll probably get another Mercedes match, I bet, uh. in the middle in there. Um, yeah, um, we got to hear what happens with uh Candace and Gargano at some point. I don't know that we'll hear all these promos next week or the week after, but we have to know where go where people are going from here. Yeah. Um, since those are the only two matches, I do recommend uh, if you have WWE Network, go back and watch NXT Takeovers. Uh, I was watching it. Uh, recently, or actually today, um, and I think it uh, it was either you or Liz just let, let it, like I was saying, or freaking it was Bailey and Oscar's match, and I guess it was Bailey send off before she went onto the main roster, and damn, was that a good match! Yeah, like it was Liz, she loves Bailey. I was like, that's so good. I think oh, I want to see matches like this, and I was like, I forgot how amazing the NXT crowd is, it, when they have takeovers like. And I was like, they don't even need to be attached to WWE. They're their like own brand that's amazing, and the fans are like fantastic. They know what they're doing, and it's just great talent all around. And it sucks that they get attached to uh to the other. T- <laughs> well, I mean, if they didn't have to give up their talent, it's not that bad because like they don't have Balor without without being attached to WWE. I'm sure that they don't have the money for Cole if they were, like, their own promotion, so... That's true. That's, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta take the good with the bad, but it just sucks every time uh, we lose one of, our, one of our favorite talents to end up, like... I don't want to keep saying being misused, but, how, like, has there anybody other than Balor that's gone up and been used properly? Oh, uh, Angel Garza. That's the only one that can come to mind. Yeah, but he was too... I, w- I honestly put that more on him than than them doing anything good with him. Like that guy is too fucking charismatic to <laughs> to be wasted. Um, Andrade, I guess, is one, but even then, I think he went up a long time ago. I don't think that he accounts either. 
but maybe I'm being unfair. Samoa Joe too. He came. He came up a long time. Yeah, ago. but he came up a long time ago, so I definitely don't count him. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'll need to look and see if they're so that I can like give them credit where it's due next week or or confirm. Yeah, like what the hell are you guys doing once these people? And then they come back and like, yeah, it was just Finn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, I'm just kind of scrolling through it real quick here, and I'm not seeing anybody that's been that's been entertaining in the last that's gone up in the last year. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look for harder, but yeah, I don't think there is one. You got anything else you want to say about this week or Great American Bash in general? Uh, I'm glad that we had this. I know it was only put together to compete with AEW <laughs> Fighter Fest, but I'm glad we got it because it was awesome. And I know that AEW is bragging about winning the the demographic, but I mean, but those, we beat raw, them again! those raw numbers are at least the one from this week was like two or three hundred thousand more. And that I think that's the Keith Lee effect, man. That that's the only reason I think Vince may want to end up taking Keith Lee is because they almost drew as much viewers as Raw this week because yeah, of this they main did event. One, or they did seven. Uh, NXT drew in seven hundred and sixty nine thousand or something. Are you like sure? That. I read somewhere that it was like upwards of nine hundred thousand. So, well, from the night of the premiere, it was set. From what I know, it was seven sixty okay. from where I get my numbers. And they beat AEW, I think, by forty thousand. <sighs> uh, but AEW did get um, the, the demographic demo. that yeah. the, the demo. But I go put those two numbers together, though. It's gonna be close to the point where it's on par with one like Raw or SmackDown. And I go at some point, it's gonna surpass them because they're only getting better and better. I was, like, I can't wait till like a freaking NXT like breaks a million. Yeah, and that like that's where I think Rob barely did like a million point five, um, and that when I saw that nine hundred thousand, I don't know where I saw it, so I'll have to confirm if that's wrong or or right. Which it sounds like it's wrong. Um, if they got that close to Raw just based off of Keith Lee, he's gonna get plucked soon, especially like with Karrion Cross coming up. That's the thing is, who does Vince choose? Oh, I wanted Karrion Cross, but these numbers don't lie. That's yeah, I don't know. We'll we, see where it goes. Hopefully, we don't lose Keith. Hopefully, if Triple H puts his foot in the ground, it's like take care and I don't need that guy. Yeah, it was like this is who you wanted in the first place. You just told me to babysit him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I heard rumors that Carrion almost uh, skipped NXT too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we've been rambling on for an hour now, so we can close this down. I'm probably gonna edit it down and take out maybe some of our shitting on certain aspects of the show. <laughs> um, if anything, yeah. it's background noise while you're working from home. Yeah, that's true. All right, and to uh, our nine dedicated followers, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Wear a mask, wash your hands, abolish ice, abolish the police, arrest the cops that. Murder Brianna Taylor is all I got to say. Uh, get yourself some really good sushi. I've been craving that lately. <laughs> all right. Good night.